Hey guys, welcome back to Change the Conversation. And this is episode seven. Is that right? It is yeah. right. Yes, mm-hmm. episode seven, season two, episode seven. Uh, okay, this episode has taken a lot of prayer and a lot of thought. And um, I am anticipating great things with this episode. We're going to be real. And we're going to be raw in some places and we're going to trust the Holy Spirit to (laughs) take our tongue, hold our tongue when we need to hold it and take it when we need to talk. And we're going to share um, about some things that we're all walking through. And so this episode we are titling, When It Feels Like the Weapon is Prospering. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. dun. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. I'm going to start out with reading the verse, that very famous verse that that comes from Isaiah 54 verse 17 no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord okay so we took this title off of um just kind of like an encounter I had with the Lord a couple of years ago It was a season, one of those seasons where it's like everything, you know, one thing after another, one of those kinds of seasons. And we had been going through multiple things and something else happened. And I went into my bedroom. We had company. It was the holidays. My husband's whole family was at my house. I went into the bedroom, fell on my knees, just weeping. And I just said, God... It sure feels like the weapon is prospering right now, or like the weapons are prospering right now. And I will never forget in that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, that's because you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Mm -hmm. You're looking with earthly eyes when you need to be looking with spiritual eyes, because the weapon, the agenda of the weapon is not earthly. Satan's agenda is spiritual. So here's what I mean by that. His agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy. He uses earthly weapons to do that, but he cares very little if he, if our car breaks down, if, if he steals and kills and destroys our car or our refrigerator, or in our case, it was our septic tank or our power or our cows or things like that. Mm-hmm. He cares very little about those things. Those are the weapons that he uses But his agenda is that those weapons steal, kill, and destroy our faith, our joy, our hope, our love, you know, our purpose. Mm -hmm. So although he uses earthly weapons, his agenda is a spiritual one. And in that moment, the Lord was like, those are the weapons, but his agenda won't prosper unless you let it steal your faith. Steal your joy, steal your hope, steal your purpose in this moment. And so we're going to start with, you know, we kind of shared in the last episode that this has been a bit of a pause year for APM. And as such, individually, we've all been walking through really unique and somewhat intense seasons personally in our lives in multiple different ways. And so, and some of us even right right now still, like Mm -hmm. we're speaking from hardship in the middle of hardship. And I'm not usually a proponent of speaking of hardship in the middle of hardship, as far as like in a, in a teaching from a teaching aspect, I, I think it's more, it's healthier usually to speak from the other side looking in, but we felt very strongly today, like God was asking us to speak from hardship some of us in the middle of hardship. So actually, I'm actually going to open this episode, I think with just just prayer. Like we're just going to pray right now and um, that the Lord just takes our tongues and lets us share what we're supposed to share and not what we're not supposed to share. And that, that these, that the words we do share today ministers to, um, well, us <laughs> and everybody listening. So yeah. Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to come before, um, we'll come together and then also come before the listeners. And, and God, we know that we know that you asked us to do this episode now and not wait on it. And so we trust you, Holy Spirit, have your way in this episode, take our tongues Lord, hold our tongues from what we're not supposed to speak and and open our mouths to what we are and use it in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and read um, a couple verses out of 2 Corinthians 10. Um, and I've just been in prayer the entire time that you've been opening this, and I'm just coming against anything um, that is either holding our tongues or um, anything, any weapon that is trying to come against us right now, and you, the listeners, as well. I just come against it, and I'm going to read Second uh, Corinthians 10, um, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that it exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in all readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fu- uh, fulfilled. Mm. I don't know. Amen. Yeah. So. I'm just, I'm just going to continue in prayer and, um, yes, because obviously, uh, the weapons are not going to prosper and I'm claiming that right now for whoever's listening for the ones that are in here right now, the weapon is not going to prosper. All right, let's just go into the passage that God took us to and start there. It was so interesting because the Lord had given us this theme based upon what we've all kind of walked and journeyed this year and what we're current, what we've been journeying even in the last couple of months, pretty intensely, many of us. Um, And to tie it all up, the Lord through actually Marcy and I, I think we're communicating and she had been reading in Daniel 10 and I just felt like the Lord led me to go read it. And I'm like, that's, that's the element. That's where, that's where we're going with this episode. So I'm just going to read from Daniel chapter 10 and then we're going to, then we're just going to walk through. So here we go. Daniel, Daniel chapter 10 verse, verse one, we're going to start reading in verse two, but verse one tells us that this this incident, this occurrence happened in the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, which we know was two years after Cyrus had released the exiles that to leave, to go back to, that they could go back to Jerusalem and start rebuilding after being in exile in Babylon. Okay, so here we go. Daniel chapter 10, verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. Okay, so first of all, this tells us that he was fasting. So Daniel was fasting during these three weeks. Then the passage goes on to tell us that a a messenger from God, a messenger from heaven, an angel comes and Daniel has this amazing vision. Uh, But I'm going to pick up reading with what that messenger, what that angel says to Daniel in verses 12 in verse 12. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. Okay. So before we found that we knew that he was fasting. Now this part tells us that he was also, um, intentionally praying. So he was intentionally praying and intentionally fasting during this three weeks. Okay, we're going to pick up in verse 13. The angel says, is still talking, and he says this, The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. So that's, again, the three weeks. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for days yet to come. Okay, and so then he goes on and he begins to explain this vision to Daniel. But where we're going we're gonna to kind of stop there because we're going to focus in on the fact that, number one, Daniel was mourning. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. So he was mourning that grief in his spirit, that grief that he felt he he decided to, he he committed to intentional prayer and fasting for three weeks. During that time of prayer and fasting, there was a battle going on that he had no idea was raging in the heavenlies. The, the Kings or the, the kingdom of Persia, the prince of the kingdom of Persia, the Kings of Persia, these are talking about heavenly, um, demonic demonic forces so there was a heavenly spiritual war taking place 
Now, we're going to start with this. And we kind of talked about this in our last episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back. Our episode called A New a new Thing. But there's so many promises in Scripture that, that coincide with mention of hardship. And I think if we, like, went intentionally and began to do a study on this, mm-hmm. we would absolutely be blown away mm-hmm. at just how many promises that were given throughout Scripture coincide with mention of hardship okay so let's just take this this uh no weapon formed verse for an for example this is in isaiah 54 at the very beginning of isaiah we have promises enlarge the place of your tent let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes you will spread abroad to the right and to the left your offspring will possess the the nations your people will the and will people the desolate cities And then we have, you know, the whole chapter and later it's no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed. You shall refute every tongue, you know, your vindication. So it's it's mentioning hardship in the very chapter and verse that it's mentioning this promise. And then if you look back to Isaiah 43, like we talked about in the last episode, the new things chapter, Mm -hmm. it opens with when you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When you cross with the fire, you know, you will not be burned. And then I was just thinking just another one and just a couple different ones, but Isaiah 61, the very famous passage, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news. You know, the year of vindication. Well, it says, um, let's see here in verse three, I will give them a beautiful headdress. That's beauty for ashes Mm -hmm. instead of ashes. Well, ashes. Mm -hmm. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. Well, there's mourning. Um, The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, planting a planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. They shall build up ancient ruins. Well, that insinuates that there was something destroyed. It was destroyed. Right, exactly. Um, They'll raise up the former devastations. There was devastation. They'll repair the ruined cities. The yeah. cities were ruined. I mean, so, so many. And then you have Jeremiah 29, 11, another very famous one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Well, just before it, he's talking about when the years are completed for you in Babylon, when 70 years are completed. So he's saying, I have these promises for you. But he's also mentioning, yeah, There's you trouble. spent 70 years in exile in Babylon. Yeah. And these are just Old Testament. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to go through because there were so many when I started thinking about this, but then I just thought, well, let's just talking about the New Testament. Let's just take Paul's yeah. thorn in the flesh, for example, second yeah. Corinthians 12, nine, you know, when he says, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. That's all in reference to the fact that Paul prayed and prayed for his thorn to be removed and God left it there. And he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord that it should leave me but he said to me. So again, it's in reference to hardship. So because we live in a fallen world, promises co- coexist almost with hardship. Yeah. Peace coexists with pain. Promise coexists with pain because there is a spiritual battle raging around us at right. all times. Right. Yeah. I think not only that, but also it shows us that I mean, if we had no dependency on God, if we had no need, if everything was great all the time, we wouldn't have that need to seek him more. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that, yes, we feel we live in a fallen world, but every one of those things that you just mentioned, it shows their need for God to be their rescue. Right. And he's That's giving good. the promise that he will. And then we can also, as we see new troubles, new trials, we can go back and remember his faithfulness through every one of these, even when the thorn in the flesh didn't go away, look at what all God continued to do through Paul in his ministry and in his life. Mm -hmm. So I think that we can. Right. Because he could have looked at that and felt like, well, this weapon is prospering. Yeah. Or he could have stayed distracted by it Mm -hmm. and not continued to take ground. Mm, I think sometimes we need to really pay attention to, are we staying stuck because we're too focused on the thing that's in front of us, on our mourning, on our sadness, on our hardship, on our trouble, on the valley, or are we getting a new perspective? As you mentioned earlier, like let's get a new perspective and look at this from what's God doing right now? And what am I supposed to learn here and now? And how can I keep moving forward with him? Because God's always working good. If we remember that and trust that, then we can change our perspective from a heavenly one instead of an earthly one and begin to take more ground. Mm-hmm. 
something that um, I think JP, my husband, actually reminded me of this recently. But there's um, a message by Bill Johnson that talks about um, how really when we're here on earth, we are able to give God something that once we're in heaven and everything's perfect, we'll never have the opportunity to give him again. And that is Mm -hmm. a sacrifice of praise because this is the only time in eternity when we're going to be going through hardships and trials and things that require us to sacrifice and to um, come from a place of pain and Mm -hmm. choose to worship him despite the pain and despite the hard things that we're going through. Mm -hmm. And like, especially in a season where you are walking through something that just you, you can't rationalize, why would God, why would he do this? Like, why, or why would he allow this? Or mm-hmm. like, right. what sense is there in this? We, we can't wrap our minds around what God is doing 90%, no, more than 90% right. of the time. <laughs> His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are, or am I quoting there? I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. a verse somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> and his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. That's the end of that verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and we often are trying to like grasp what the reason is and what we're going through when God doesn't even want us to mm, focus good. on that. Mm. Um, he'll reveal to us, you know, the reason or the purpose in his time and in his strategy um, to accomplish his purposes for us. But we often find ourselves just grasping at that and stressing out over it. And it becomes a complete distraction from, you know, the purpose, which is to draw close to him and to seek him and to turn our thoughts to him and ultimately just come to a place where we're comfortable saying, you know, God, whatever happens, the even if that we've talked about before. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. And to fight back like we see Daniel doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was when I was thinking when you just said that was there are times we won't ever see the reason on this side of heaven. I think like if you take Job, for example, why did God allow what he allowed for Job? Well, that why was also in the heavenlies. You know, you see Satan going before the throne, accusing Job. And so, and Job didn't know any of that, Mm. you know? Um, And so it's like this understanding that we can only, we see from such a limited perspective. Again, we see the earthly weapon, Mm -hmm. but we have no idea what's happening in the heavenlies. And I think it's incredible in this story with Daniel that it's like we get a glimpse like we get a glimpse into what that looks like Mm -hmm. I mean you're talking there's a war in the heavenlies God sends this angel to war for Daniel when Daniel begins to pray and fast Mm -hmm. and then the enemy sends opposition and this is all in the heavenlies it's not even in the earthlies yet this is just over the over this is just in the heavenlies in response to his prayer and fasting so how, you know, how can we continue to walk? It's like this continuing to walk through hardship, knowing that we only have a limited perspective, but not denying the pain. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Not denying the pain or the fact that we're mourning or grieving or that it hurts. Mm -hmm. I mean, hardship, even though, you know, it hurts. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel good. It's hard. Hardship is hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, even in this story, he's talking about his own physical sense of how weak he was becoming during this time. Yeah. And he could have easily given up. And I found it very interesting that, you know, like you said, we get a glimpse into that. And it says the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself, your request was heard in heaven. So it's like God dispatched me the day that you started praying and humbling yourself and then he could have easily given up. And he tells us right there, this is in the NLT and it says, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. So, so this darkness that we know is coming from the enemy, um, blocked his way. And, but then he was able to come through. And so it's like, thank goodness that Daniel continued to keep his eyes on Jesus. You know, and in that time he continued to humble himself and pray the full three weeks that he knew he was to do that for the victory was on its way. Mm, That's good. I just thought it was really good in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's actually go there for a minute and then, you know, we can, we can continue to share, but 
if you go, if you start back at the beginning, that Daniel was in mourning. Okay, so if, if we look at why and try to suppose why, and if you look at commentaries and scholars, Cyrus sent the exiles back to Jerusalem to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So he gave them this, you know, go back and rebuild. Well, it's very likely that Daniel knew the promises mm-hmm. in Isaiah. Some of ones we just read about you will rebuild the ancient ruins. I mean, there were promises that had been around for 150 years of of them rebuilding and retaking Jerusalem. And what happened was after they had been back, there was so much opposition to them rebuilding the temple that they actually stopped building it. Mm -hmm. And then we find out in maybe, I think it's Ezra, that because of the opposition, so the earthly weapon, the, the rebuilding of the temple came to a standstill for 16 years. Wow. And so most commentators, most scholars think that Daniel was mourning because he saw he wasn't necessarily mourning over the, he might've been mourning over the opposition, but he might've been mourning that the opposition had caused them to stop. Mm-hmm. Basically wow. a weapon was prospering. Mm-hmm. And so this is what struck me. And so Daniel made, you know, then Daniel goes into intentional prayer and fasting. But what, as I was reading, and then, you know, and then we see this whole war in the heavenlies happening. But I was, as I was reading that and thinking about it, I thought, so, Satan sends an earthly weapon, yet his agenda is spiritual. And God promises us that the weapon will not prosper and that he's our vindication. But it seems like it's our choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I know that that's like, ooh, here we go. It's intense. But it's like Satan sends the weapon. And then it's our choice. Does it prosper spiritually or does it not? I feel like I can absolutely weigh in on this right now just because um, I shared a little bit in the last episode about having kind of a rough, um, well, we just had our son. He's two months old and we have everything about the experience of giving birth and then his first couple weeks of life um, has just been so difficult and I, I guess I can dig into that just a little bit more without too many details. Um, we had basically um, every expectation that I had was completely mm. dashed. I'll just put it that way. Every Everything that I thought should happen or how it was supposed to feel um, was completely like it went the opposite direction. Um, we wound up having a really difficult like 40 hours of labor delivery. I had all all the interventions. Um, and I was left with, um, a really, really difficult recovery. And, um, even our, our son, you know, was dealing with jaundice and like all these things and just, I won't go into all the details, but we were in the hospital for about almost a week (laughs) for like five Mm days. Um, and by the time we got home, we were, we just felt like we were in chaos. Like, I couldn't get out of bed for about four and a half, almost five weeks and without excruciating pain. Well, and I was in pain pretty much constantly anyway. Um, our wonderful, beautiful son mm-hmm. has been dealing with reflux and all the issues that cause him to not sleep and <laughs> eat almost constantly. And just I, there's just so many factors in that that um, the lack of sleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hormones, yep. all the things that yep. just weigh in and made, made it hard for me to cope as a person. Um, and then on top of that, we just had a, other stuff just going wrong. I had other physical issues that led me to the ER in the second week, um, after bringing him home. And then our, our power went out at our house leading to our furnace, bur- like busting a fuse. And, um, then we just, we've had to get a bunch, take him to clinics and all these things. And sp- we're just spending a ton of money. So I don't know, I could go into much more detail, but the bottom line is we've just, we've walked through a storm mm-hmm. and just with all of the other factors, I was not processing anything well or appropriately as a believer. Um, and it really just felt like I felt despair. I felt hopeless. I felt all of these horrible things. My feelings were in the driver's seat for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm. And 
like I know the truth of the word of God. And I had tons of people speaking it into me and just reminding me. And I also was reminded by lots of people um, that the enemy, what would he want in this situation? He would want me to give up and he would want me to wallow and he would want me to not, you know, I'm a worship pastor, to not go back into the ministry calling that I have. He would want me removed from the places of influence that I have. He would want me, you know, to just give up. And for weeks, I think I was giving him the victory in that. I was allowing his weapons formed against me to prosper because... I don't know. There's this, I think we struggle with that in our flesh when we, um, with depression specifically, we, there's a battle and oftentimes spiritual battle waging in that. And we find ourselves in the flesh, like clinging to it because it takes a lot more effort and strength Mm -hmm. to push through and to choose joy and to choose um, to fight back spiritually and to stand on the word of God because it goes against everything we feel. And, um, so I found myself clinging to the despair and I don't know, I can't even tell you. Cause again, we're in the middle of, we're walking these things out right now. Um, and I'm doing so much better, praise the Lord. Like, but it's been this like slow stepping and just, you know, refusing to let the enemy win. I mean, there's been 35 times. I don't want to say this actually, but I feel like I should. Um, so many times where I've literally said, I don't think I can keep working. I don't think I can go back to my job. I don't think I can continue to be a worship mm-hmm. pastor. I don't think I can do this. I really, I can't do this. I can't do this. And um, thanks to the amazing support around me and and just the word of God and his presence and his encouragement, like little by little, I've he's shown me like that is a lie. Yes. That is the weapon of the yes. enemy mm-hmm. trying to steal um, my joy, steal my calling, steal my purpose, destroy my calling and kill dreams. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. And just, yeah. um, yeah. So right now I'm doing so much better, but walking out and choosing every single day, even this morning <laughs> on right the yeah, way to right record yeah. this podcast, right. I had a moment where it was like, we haven't eaten. We have to leave in like five minutes ago. <laughs> and like, you know, we don't have all the things together. And I started ha- panicking. I started just having this anxiety, like, I don't know what I'm doing. How are we going to drive an hour and a half to get to this place without our kids screaming? Like I just was, I almost went full panic mode. And, but because of the processing through and the step-by-step, I, <laughs> I said one thing to JP, my husband, then I walked to the kitchen and then I calmed myself and I walked back and I said, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> just rewind. It's going to be okay. We're going to do great. This is going to be awesome. This is a blessed day. And then, yeah. so just reset and mm, move forward. Reset. So yeah. Reset. That's good. Because it would have been real easy for you to go, you know what? It'd be a lot easier just to stay home today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and no one around this table would blame, I mean, blame or yeah, think absolutely. but then everybody listening right now would have missed out on yeah. all that God's right. using you for right. in this absolutely. moment. And yeah. I also have a question to you too, because mm-hmm. I actually journaled things from, I don't even know, like six years ago, but, um, also did you feel during those times that you felt breakthrough, like breakthroughs at moments, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but then maybe the next day oh, or yeah. the next yes. moment, then it almost, yes. those thoughts come dropping in yes. again and the enemy comes. Right. Yeah. And so you still, it's almost like a constant battle. Like you said, you had to have to choose every day. Yep. And so, I mean, for whoever's That's listening good. that if you Absolutely. felt a breakthrough and then you had a bad day or a bad moment, like mm-hmm. don't give up. Like right. God is still working that it was not a lie. That was a breakthrough for that moment, yeah. but That's you may good. have to choose the next day or even the next 20 yes. minutes yes. that, yes. you know yes. what, you, you have authority in the scriptures mm-hmm. and you know, I'm holding on to the promises that God has given me and don't give up. Keep fighting. Yes. So, and yes. I'll say that when, <laughs> when that does happen, when you, it's almost like a backsliding quote right. unquote of, mm. of, breakthrough or whatever it's it feels so much worse too like you feel guilty for the fact that you've just well I had breakthrough yesterday and now here I am wallowing again like what's wrong with me me? so then shame and guilt kind of come exactly so you just push past that because that's even him just the enemy just piling on more because he's desperate at that you know yeah yeah I think something too that's important it says this in, in Ecclesiastes 
is he sets the time for sorrow and the time for joy, the time for mourning and the time for dancing. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes it's like, oh, well, so you're saying I can't ever mourn or I can't ever (laughs) walk through like, you know, hardship or like, or, you know, feel. And it's like, no, no, like that's not at all. Like, you know what we're saying and, or the truth of the matter, but I think you said it, you said the wallow, like it's yeah. when we, it's when we settle in those moments or when we just choose to sit, you know, and we remain, it's like, God never wants us to stay put. Like we're not called, we're called to always be growing, you know, growing and in, in like, you know, we talked about this a lot in our last episode of just constantly being, uh, or constantly seeking after him. And so I think, you know, there's absolutely a time for, there's a time for sorrow. There's a time for mourning. But, you know, joy comes in the morning. And mm-hmm. I think so many times, just I know you walk through this, like you would have these times of joy and you would finally feel like you had a victory. <laughs> and then you'd be back, you know, down into these sorrowful or mournful moments. And and I think that that's okay. Like whoever's listening, don't feel guilty for yeah. feeling the way you feel because God has given us feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. But it's, it's when, you know, it's when, just like Annie was saying, when we allow those weapons to then prosper and to then steal our joy forever or to steal our joy of having a baby, a miracle Mm -hmm. that was not even supposed to happen, you know, and the enemy wants nothing more for you than to just feel like, oh, like this is not even good. You know, he wants us to, he wants to steal the joy. He wants to steal the victory that is won through our mind, like in those mm-hmm. battles that we walk out. Yeah. And I can, I'll, I'll, let me speak to that for a minute because, you know, if you look throughout scripture, God, you never see God faulting people for pain yeah. ever. Like the, um, God does not shame people for emotion. In fact, he asks us to bring it before him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my journey this last year, I've, I've dealt with, I didn't realize it. Um, but last spring, late spring, early summer. Um, I was in a, I just, I, it was just constant, constant mind battles just, and I don't, I'm, I'm a pretty, by the grace of God, uh, pretty steady. I would call myself pretty steady when it comes to just emotionally and mentally. I mean, I'm almost, I'm what, how old am I? 42, almost 42. <laughs> so I mean, I've learned, you know, you learn tools and you, all of that, but, um, I was not, I was, I was in a battle for my, mind and my emotions. And it's been a little bit ongoing throughout this entire year, but the Lord, when I began to really allow myself to, to notice it, he was like, you've been through multiple disappointments this year. I want you to write them down and bring them to my feet. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if we're going to get, let's get practical here. Like, yeah. so I did that. And I had a list of 16 things on that piece of paper that had happened within a period of a year. And I brought them before the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I wept. There were some that were silly, a few that were silly. There were a few on there that I can't even speak of because mm-hmm. they were so deep, 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 deep disappointments. And I took them before the feet of Jesus that day. And then, you know, and then we've been on this journey to walk it out, you know, ever since, because you don't always just, you don't heal Mm -hmm. from things. God heals the brokenhearted Mm -hmm. and saves those who are crushed in spirit, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's this journey and this process. And like you said, it's up and down. And, and I've been walking that out this year and I've never faced the mental battles. Well, not for, I mean, I remember the seasons of my life, but it had until this year, it had been about 16 years since I think I have faced a season this mentally um, draining, like just battle, mind battles like crazy this year. And so even, and then, you know, as, as the years walked out, I, you know, walked that, been walking that journey with the Lord. But in January, I felt like the Lord called me to some really intentional fighting. Like, I'm like my word for the year this year is defiant, which sounds so weird, but it was like, the Lord was like, it's, you're going to be defiant, Mm -hmm. like in, in these things you're going to be fighting for. And in the visions that the vision I've given you, like you're going to be, you're going to have defiant hope, defiant joy. You're going to have, I want you to be defiant this year. And so I'm going to be defiant in prayer. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I felt like the Lord called me to some really intentional prayer and I've, I've got like three 
pages of scriptures that I've typed out and I don't know when I'll be done. Like I've done this before. This is probably the fourth or fifth time throughout the last 15 years of my life that I've done this where I pray these scriptures and speak these scriptures out loud every day. Um, fighting and I'm fighting for the state of my mind and I'm fighting for different, different things in my life right now. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fighting for it. And, um, and it's up and down again. And this is like, I went to a meeting earlier this week with a, um, with a board member and the enemy attacked my mind in the biggest way on the, I haven't even told you guys this in the car ride on the way there that by the time we got there, I kept hearing in my mind, you're just a stupid woman. Everybody just thinks you're just a stupid woman. And this has been playing in my mind. I mean, here we're getting very real, but, um, because I feel like the vision that I have for ministry is it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to any people, some of the people outside of this right. group and, you know, but I'm to be defiant in that vision and the enemy is attacking and it is a up and down daily battle. There are days I feel like I can take on Goliath and there are days I feel like everybody in the world thinks I'm just a stupid woman. So, I mean, it's like, but it's like, okay, let's go to war. Yeah. I mean, I know there's something happening in the heavenlies, just like yeah. what we see in Daniel mm-hmm. and I'm going to choose to, I'm going to choose to fight even, you know what I mean? And with I don't know the promises of God. With the promises of God. That's yeah. what it is. It's a whole page full of scriptures. Because that's the thing is like the weapons that are fashioned against us, they look earthly, but they're spiritual. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we can't fight those weapons in any way except for spiritually, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think what you said, Annie, is so good. Like practically, I... I remember even just like having this conversation with Lauren, you know, just like about bring, like, have you so many times we walk through these things or we feel like everything is coming against us and we, we may sit back and be like, why God? But it's like, have we truly brought it before the Lord, you know, right. or have we truly, like you said, like, it's, it's so, it can be so messy because it's like, there's disappointment and dash expectations mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's anger, there's bitterness, all of these things that a lot of times I think can happen in these really hard moments, whether it be, you know, the car broke down, the, the heater went out, the, you know, whether it be just all of these things that just beat you down, like, Mm -hmm. and you're just finally like, I give, you know, I give up, like, I'm so frustrated or it's really, really intimate, personal, you know, struggles and hardships and, and pains, whatever it is, it's, it's all, I feel like it's so easy to just to just say, oh God, like I'm just going to push through, push through. But to really, yes. like you said, to really bring it before the Lord and to sit there and, you know, and I encourage if you're listening and you haven't done that, like, I think that that is so important. I feel like no, none of us can really move forward until we've brought our hurts, until we've brought our frustrations mm-hmm. before the Lord. Absolutely. And, you know, so if you're looking for something practical, I mean, that's, the first, like the first step in all of this. And, and like Annie says, I mean, this is, I've known Annie for over 10 years now. And every time she's walked through something or I've been walking through something, she's always told me that she gets, you know, she makes herself a sheet of scriptures and, and she just, you know, said that and she has it with her and (laughs) right now. And, you know, and I think it's, we, I think we just, as believers, especially we kind of almost, I don't know, forget the power of the word of God. And we forget the power of reading things over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. You know, just like Daniel, like he had to continue to pray. Like if he would have given up too early, like Marcy was talking about this earlier, you know, it's sometimes it takes a long time and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes we're called to fast or pray. And sometimes we're just called to in that moment, pray, you know? And I just think, Practically, there's so many things that you can do because I think it, these these kind of situations can feel so overwhelming and it can feel impossible. But there's so much that we we can take the steps to do. Not that we can, you know, do it in our own power by any means. Because I know Lauren couldn't. Like there was moments where it felt impossible to even just talk to the Lord, you know, or even to just bring everything before Him. Mm-hmm. Well, and just about you saying, bringing it to the Lord. I think sometimes that we think God already knows, Mm -hmm. but it's just like as a parent, sometimes you already know what your kid's going through, but think about the preciousness of every time that they come to you and Mm -hmm. they take the time to say, mom or dad, this is 
what I'm dealing with? Like, are you like, ah, I already know. No, it does something. It builds a relationship yes. there. And it shows that our tr- that their trust is in, you know, that they have trust in you as their parent to be able to share what they're going through. And even though God already knows, he knows our thoughts, he knows the things before we say them, mm-hmm. he desires to for us to come to him and sit at his feet and build that relationship with him and put our trust in him. And in that, you know, his mercies are new every morning, just like mm-hmm. you said, and his faithfulness, and he's compassionate and kind and loving. And I think sometimes we try to, again, like armor up in our own strength Mm -hmm. rather than leaning into him and letting him know, like, I need you. Just like you said, you went to your bedroom that day and you're like, God, it feels like these weapons are prospering. And all you were saying was like, daddy, Abba, father, help me. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? Here he came in that moment and he answered you immediately and said, you're looking at this wrong child. You're mm-hmm. looking at this wrong. How many times do we do that with our own kids? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Like, you right. know, you think, you know, kiddo, you think, you know what you see, but let mom tell you like this. I I've already, this I see this from a whole different perspective than you. This wow. is not the end of the world. Right. God has big things for you. And that's the same thing that he does to us in that moment. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's really good. And, you know, I think that I, I don't know why it's so hard and it takes us so long to get intentional when it comes to spiritual fight. Like, OK, I'm going to fight back. Like, yeah. I don't know why, because, you know, if you think of so many other areas in our life, like how intentional we are, I've actually thought thought on try, tried to think on this because I'm like, I don't understand why as Christians, why, how come we can be so flippant when it comes to fighting for ourselves spiritually. Mm. Like we're very intentional with so many things. We're intentional with things we put in our mouth and whether, you know, it could be working out, whether whatever things we want, we're intentional about. Mm -hmm. Why do we let so much time go by and just kind of just, we're so flippant about fighting for ourselves spiritually, you know, because you can wake up in the morning and, and try self-talk or whatever it is like self, you know, and we say this when we speak a lot, but like self-talk does not hold any ground when you're Mm. fighting a spiritual Mm -hmm. opponent. It doesn't. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not here opposing like positive, whatever, but like when you are being, when you, when your opponent is spiritual, Mm -hmm. when there is a spiritual war raging and we know you can tell the difference, you can discern in your spirit when it's, when it's spiritual, self-talk is not enough. You have to have the weapon that is God. Like, and this is what I tell the students too. I'm like, this book is not just, if I read this scripture and I speak this scripture, I'm not just speaking words from a page that are coming out of my, I'm speaking words that came out of the mouth of God yeah. to my enemy. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, the words don't have power because I speak them. The words have power because God spoke them first. Yeah, right. So, yes. I mean, you know, and I'm just going to, if we're going to get practical here, like I'm going to just share a couple of things. Like, here's what I pray. These are the, some things that are on my paper. Second Chronicles 15, seven, but as for you, be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. And so I'll say, I will be strong and not give up for my work will be rewarded. Psalm 37, 4, I will delight myself in the Lord and he will give me the desires of my heart. Mm. For the Lord, my God is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 57, 2, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Mm-hmm. The one who calls me is faithful. He will surely do it. I mean, these are the things I'm speaking yeah. and I'm going to continue to speak them out loud until I'm done until I'm released from this fight, until this particular fight is over. And so, but, but it takes, I don't know why, but for some reason fighting spiritually, it is not easy. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of determination Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's hard work. I don't know why, but it is. It's because if our perspective is worldly and that's the most of what we're filling our mind and our heart with is what we can see, feel, and touch we let ourselves be deceived that what is in that book is not powerful. But the moment you pick up that book and you start to read it out loud and you tell God, you know, help my unbelief. I choose to trust you. 
there is power that comes oh, yes. from that. He is faithful. And, you know, the world makes you think that all these other things are going to get you to the top or to achieve this or to fix that. You know, or if you say these things every day, you're going to have more self-confidence because there's power in your words. There is no power in your words compared to the word of the truth of God. Mm-hmm. When you choose to speak that out loud and claim mm-hmm. what he's given right, you, the authority right. that he's given you, he is living inside of you, breathing inside of you. Every breath mm-hmm. that you have comes from him. And when that happens and you decide to utilize it, you can move mountains because oh, yeah. he's moving mountains yeah. and the enemy doesn't want that to happen. So anything he can do to distract us from walking in that and utilizing the authority that he's given us of, with his word, he's going to do it. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're easily distracted by the things that are flashing in front of us on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just more comfortable to when you can actually physically do something, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when you can feel like I'm accomplishing something oh, yeah. and I can see that I'm accomplishing mm-hmm. it and I, yeah, you know, I so can good. see the results, yeah. um, just is more encouraging to us yeah. than having to use, um, you know, faith. <laughs> I, yeah. Ooh, that's good. I actually was writing this down and I don't, I was reading an ax and then something, I don't know. I wrote this down this week though, and I forgot to bring my notebook with me, so I'm just going <laughs> to wing this thought, but I, was kind of just asking God questions about belief because I think we tend to think of believing in him and believing in all of this as something that happens to us. Mm -hmm. You just, you either believe or you don't. And it's actually, at least I think (laughs) it's a choice. Just like love is a choice. True love is not something that happens to us. It's not something that, Oh, you fall into love. Mm -hmm. You choose true love. You choose mm-hmm. unconditional love. And it's a choice that you make because there are conditions that require you to choose it. And it's not all perfection and la-di-da. You experience things that make you not want to love someone. And so you therefore have to choose to love them despite that. And so I think belief is is the same concept. That's why, you know, you see the man pray or say, I do believe, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, both coexist good. at the same time, but you're choosing, despite circumstances, to believe and to walk in belief and not walk in unbelief. And you can't do it in your own strength. No. no. <laughs> it takes you surrendering to God yeah. to ask his help so that you can Absolutely. believe. And Absolutely. Jesus honors that that yeah. beautiful prayer by that man, you know, yes. or conversation. It was a right. conversation, conversation at the time. Right. He does. He honors that because... The man's acknowledging, I I believe, I'm choosing, I believe, but yeah. help my unbelief, you know? And so, anyway. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed that prayer, especially in the last two years. And I follow it by just, I trust you, Jesus. Yeah. And it'll be one of those moments yes, where yes. I am in a place where my feelings are completely like mm-hmm. just crushed and dashed and despair is starting to set in. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, no, I have something to cling to. And I say, Lord, I am struggling. Help my unbelief. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I have never once done that and spoken those words that he did not come through. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. And change my perspective mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're, I don't think I know there's such power in the name of Jesus. I mean, yeah. it says in Philippians 2, therefore God has highly exalted him. And has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Mm. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm. You know, there's a song, there's a song um, that says, at the mention of your name, every chain will break. You know, everything will change. Everything will be okay. And... You know, there's so many times where I think we're walking through this and it's, you know, you may be listening being like, it seems impossible to make a sheet of scriptures right now. And, the, you know, like I'm sure Lauren probably would have felt that <laughs> I way. I literally thought that. Oh, I know. I was like, like, when can I do that? But I want maybe to. Maybe we need to put that on our website somewhere. Just send me yours. I, I have made, I can't even tell you how many sheets of those I've made for students. Yeah. 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 But, you know, and I'll so I think sometimes much. those things feel impossible. But I think, you know, with that, like just the mention of his name. Yeah. It's just like what Sarah was saying when she, in the beginning, when she was praying and using that scripture about the weapons of our warfare are, you know, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. And and it's like we, it's like we just, 
I don't know. It's like we're just so passive sometimes and we forget that, you know, and just like just the name of Jesus. I mean, even listening to you talk, I was sitting there recalling a time that I was in the detention center doing work with human trafficking, with our human trafficking, anti-human trafficking branch of our ministry. Um, and I was just saying the name of Jesus under my breath mm-hmm. because the spiritual warfare in the room, like I could, I couldn't see it, of course, but I could feel it. And it, um, it, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I just felt like I just watched it demolish strongholds right in front Mm -hmm. of my eyes with what happened with between the girls and what happened that day. And, and then I'm sitting here thinking with something that happened at camp. And then another thing, I mean, there's been multiple times that I have watched that unfold with the weapons of our warfare have the divine power to demolish strongholds and the name of the power of scripture and the power of the name of Jesus to shift, literally, like I've watched it tangibly shift the presence in a room. I've watched it tangibly shift demonic activity when it comes to anxiety with students. I've watched it leave and flee. Like I've watched it. Mm -hmm. Like like I could almost see it, but not quite. You know what I'm saying? Mm so it's just like, man, if we can just, if we could just understand the gravity of the yes. war that's coming mm-hmm. against us, mm-hmm. yeah. then we would maybe have more of a, honestly, a defiance almost to, to fight, to fight back. And, um, and to know that we have everything we need to fight back. Ooh, right. Like it's not, you know, to know what, what's coming against us ooh, to be afraid, right. but to know like, Hey, there's. Like we do need to fight. The one who's with equipped. us is greater than yeah, the one who's right. over. Yeah. Yeah. And like Lauren was saying, you know, Ooh. the enemy coming against her worship. I mean, sometimes our right. greatest worship in these times is our melody, you know, is our mm. wor- like it is song or, you know, is yeah. sacrificial praise because yeah. you don't yeah. feel like mm-hmm. praising through it. And I mean, yeah. I, I can only imagine the stories to come of oh, that we'll yeah. get to share of the, the moments of Lauren stepping back into that because on the other side of this and even in the middle of well, it yeah, still through it. I literally, my mind just went back to one of the nights where things just were not going well. I was still, so my, I forgot my husband got COVID in the middle of all of this while I couldn't get out of bed. So I had to, I was forced to get out of bed in pain to like take care of our son who is huge, by the way, he's very heavy. So it was just, you know, a culmination. He's, so not that big. he's adorable. He's 15 pounds at four weeks old. I defy you to name a heavier baby. I'm just kidding. Um, no, he's, he's great. Um, but I remember there was one of those, one of those nights, I think when JP had COVID, I, I was beside myself, just, just not feeling not okay. And I had been walking in despair the whole day. And then I just, it was like pitch black in the nursery and I have my son in my lap and I'm rocking him. And I decided in that moment, okay, I'm going to fight. And I turned on worship music mm-hmm. and I started trying to sing <laughs> and I, I haven't sung in like in several weeks in like four weeks at this point and um so things are a little rusty but I'm also sobbing so I'm like sob singing mm-hmm. to the Lord and it sounded yeah. so terrible but it was this amazing mm-hmm. moment all of a sudden mm-hmm. where I don't know something just broke uh, in the moment when I just decided yeah. to actively vocalize <laughs> worship to the Lord and let go of, you know, all of the, I wasn't speaking out anymore, all of the negative things and all of the things wow. that I can't do and all the things that I lost and all the things that didn't go the way that I thought they should or whatever. It was me vocalizing worship wow. and it just broke that, that, that pain and the, wow. yeah, it was awesome. And leading that battle in worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so the tools much that. that we have, the prayer, yeah. mm-hmm. the worship, and, this, and the word yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to vocalize things mm-hmm. in, at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To actually use your mouth. Speak yes. them. Speak them. Yes. Yeah. Let there be sound. It, it is. <laughs> um, I, I, probably all of us have it's had biblical. moments yeah, yeah, where we mm-hmm. know that we should stand in that mm-hmm. way and like mm-hmm. actively say something, but we just want to kind of pray silently or whatever. Right. But yeah. just step into the power of yeah. that at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and kind of, you know, goodness, I think we could just continue on on this forever. And who knows, maybe we will do another episode um, about sort of still kind of about this topic. But I want to pick up toward the end of the passage that we were reading in Daniel 10. Um, 
the the angel begins in on the vision and Daniel Daniel says in verse 17 he says how can my lord's servant talk with my lord he, referring to himself basically mm-hmm. how can i talk with my lord for now no strength remains in me no breath is left in me and, and it's like you know with everything that he's he's been through you know, the grieving and the praying and the fasting. And then the, it's like, he's like, I just, I don't have anything left. I don't have any strength left. There's no breath left in me. And I think sometimes we literally feel like, like you, like you were praying, you were singing through sobs, but it's like, there's times where we're like, I have no breath to even Mm -hmm. speak right now. Mm -hmm. And this is what, this is what, this is what the angel said. So we're going to read, this is verse 18. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Mm-hmm. So the angel touches him and strengthens him. He reminds him he's loved. He speaks peace instead of fear. He tells him who he is, you know, like, oh, man, greatly loved. That's who you are. Don't forget it. Don't fear. Peace be with you. He encourages him to be strong and courageous. And then the result is strength. And then he says, okay, now I can speak to you. Now I have strength. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of, because I had just read this, it reminded me of Matthew 5, 4 on the Sermon of the Mount when Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And I read that recently, and I thought, what a strange concept. Like, blessed are those who mourn? But for those, they will be comforted. And I realized, you know, we only get to experience divine comfort Mm -hmm. if we experience grief and mourning. Mm -hmm. And so that grief and mourning is a pathway for us to be able to experience Mm -hmm. supernatural comfort. That then, you know, 2 Corinthians, Paul says, then when you receive that kind of comfort, you can, you can give that to I mean, like, so we can only get to experience it if we have a need for it. And then the Lord, in his grace, you know, works everything for good. And then he uses us to then extend it to other people. That's good. Yeah, so good. Mm. I mean, and like, you know, talking about you, Lauren, like, I mean, who knows what kind of ministry opportunities. And all of us, all the things we walk right. through, what yeah. kind of ministry opportunities they bring because we've been there mm-hmm. but then we can hope talk from the other when we can talk right. from the other side of it like okay like i've experienced the hope and the peace and the comfort mm-hmm. you're gonna get there you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know fully how like what was helpful to people when they're going through you know hard times in life i didn't know how to help other people i didn't know what was meaningful um because i hadn't really been in a situation where i needed to receive this kind of help from people. And now I'm filled with so much more compassion and so mm. much more awareness of, yeah. okay, this person just had a baby. I need to like go do all of their dishes for <laughs> three weeks straight and buy them all of these things. You know, like I just, I've learned, well, the Lord's just filled me with compassion for others because of what I've been through that I didn't have before wow. because of a lack of awareness. I just didn't right. know. Just I hadn't been know. through it. So that's good. Yeah, so we can be thankful for these times, mm. <laughs> even though in the middle of it, I kn- there's no way you would think, oh, yeah, I'll be thankful for this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's like when we were going through all that stuff with our house and the last straw was we had fleas and I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. And then I just read the I read the Corey Ten Boom book where they're in the concentration camp and her sister says thank god for the fleas and i'm like lord okay thank you for the fleas and then it turns out their fleas led to all these people getting saved and knowing the lord and i'm like thank you lord for the fleas (laughs) but there is so much so much that comes from thanksgiving and praise even in the midst because if we really believe god is who he says he is and he'll do what he says he'll do if we really believe his promises then we believe that whatever is going on, he's using for our good mm-hmm. and his glory. And if that's true, then we can thank him for the trials that we're facing and what we're walking through. It's a, so. 
help my unbelief. Like, yeah. I believe, Lord. I believe. <laughs> I, believe. I know you're going to work it for I know you're working good. Belief. I don't see so it. So good. But thank yeah. you for whatever whatever right. it is that you're doing that I can't see. Right. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. So let's see. Bring it to the Lord. Get intentional with your with your warfare. It's in the heavenlies. And then know God's going to use it for good, right? Yeah. Kind of sums it up. Amen. And remember mm-hmm. who you're fighting. Remember who you're fighting, right? Yeah. That's good. The enemy's in the heavenlies. Don't let the weapon prosper. It's not an earthly agenda. No. It's a spiritual one. Those mm-hmm. are just distractions to keep you focused yep. on the wrong thing. Sarah, want to pray us out? Yes. Dear God, we just come before you and we just thank you, Lord, for the victory that we have in you. We know mm-hmm. any weapon that comes against us is not going to prosper um, because we have you. And Lord, I just ask you, Lord, just to comfort the ones that are weak, Lord, the ones yes, that feel like that they can't fight. I ask yes. you, Lord, to strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Give them hope. Um, just help them to have um, just the energy to, to put up the fight. And we just thank you for all that you're doing. And we just praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys again for sitting at the table with us. Wish you were actually here at the table with us. That'd be really fun. And until next time, just remember there's power in purposeful conversation. <laughs>